0: All right, so hi everyone, and welcome to Mental Intimacy Magazine podcast, where we are dive we're diving into the mystery of your mind. I am so glad that I'm able to have someone here. We met through 90 Day Fiance. Okay, I don't know if y'all watch reality TV, but you know, <laughs> right. it's the same show, and um it was a little different i was trying to understand the dynamic of it but they rolled me in and they had got me together i want ashley to let's first of all let me give me a hand and a clap for ashley for coming forward. so thank you so much
1: <laughs> thank you for having me april <laughs> it's
0: always been such a joy um oh. You know, talking to you even from just the beginning of the invite, you know, with you ladies, not even on me from a can of paint, and y'all were just so super awesome. So I appreciate that. That that says a lot about people, and so they that means it's gonna say a lot about you. Like,
1: uh, Uh, (laughs) making me blush over here, April. My God, (laughs) that's
0: my job. I'm that means I'm doing my job well. Okay, that's what we're doing. We're doing the job well. So as I'm sitting here, you know, myself and um myself and Ashley were over here trying to figure out how I can get my podcast together, to get my life together. I actually got it together.
1: So I think again, see everyone for Ashley, I'm gonna be able to speak to y'all like this. (laughs) clear I'm just I'm a magical unicorn, I'm telling you. Yes, (laughs) I really am. Wait a minute, does unicorns make noise? This one sure does. This one doesn't stop talking. <laughs> oh, my God. I stop talking when I'm asleep. No, I even talk in my sleep sometimes. So I literally never stop talking. So this unicorn doesn't shut up.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is too funny. That is too funny. Okay. So will not you introduce yourself? I know you as my wonderful, you know, new passionate, associated friend from Aww. 90 Day Fiance. You know, relationships and other ratchet TV shows that we all love. <laughs> and pretty much is all junk food. I have Ashley. So Ashley, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, I am well, people know me on social media as mommy says bad words. And this mommy does say bad words an awful lot. I okay, do well, like
0: wait a Before <laughs> you even go even further into it, how did you get that name?
1: Um I started out on Reddit and I was just trying to think of a name that was funny, that made sense. So I just came up with this and it's been almost three years and I'm, I'm still mommy. That's what everybody knows me as.
0: <laughs> <The> <laughs> so we bad words. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: it's okay. awkward. Let me tell you, having grown people call you mommy is, it's weird. Mommy. <laughs> It's weird. It is. That's why I have my profile, my name. So it's like, you guys can call me by my name. You don't have to call me mommy if you want to. Okay. Oh, hey mommy. Okay, go ahead. I'm
0: sorry to cut you off.
1: No, you're good. So um, I started off, well, I am a memer slash sometimes blogger slash I have a YouTube channel and I'm basically just wildly inappropriate. (laughs) <laughs> and I like to make jokes about people and meme and share my mental health, mm-hmm. my physical health. Mm-hmm. I'm very open with my followers um on my YouTube channel as well. I just I you don't know, I'm me. I'm I'm a snarky mom. That likes bad words, that's not really a horrible human being, like some people think. Oh, right. <laughs> right. I
0: mean, I say cuss words all the time, but you know, okay.
1: I, I that was even before the military. <laughs> I I said my first swear word when I was three years old, which was not my fault. But ever since then my parents knew it was trouble. Yeah, you
0: know, so you must have that 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 taste of soap in your mouth before.
1: Oh God. yes! I used to get soap in the mouth all the. Oh, it's disgusting. I can taste it now. Yes, the Dove soap in the mouth. Oh. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! This reminds me of the movie um, A Christmas Story. Every time I see okay. that, I just remember that that's how we had punishment back then. Now it's yeah,
1: really um, oh in the mouth. Oh, I breathing back memories now. I'm gonna get traumatized all over again. Oh, oh God, no! Not I'm in gonna sense. call my mom and be like, "What did you do to me as a <laughs> child?" don't tell her i did it i didn't bring up any triggering words for it. i'm going to bring her she's going to contact you and she's going to be like what did you do no
0: oh my gosh i think i I'm
1: would never <laughs>
0: the potty mouth oh my gosh okay so we're going to dive into um myself and actually discuss we're going to make this actually a three-part series um, because since we only do the episodes for like 30 minutes, I want to make sure that we capture everything in a sense between myself and Ashley. Um, but I decided to make this episode titled Surviving to Survive. And I thought of that like in, you know, that's like the new, um, that's actually the magazine uh, title issue for number two. Is going to be surviving to survive, and I think when you're dealing with mental health, you're literally surviving to survive. You and are, you wake up. um, which is, is again, if you're not a sufferer, it's okay. Um, but it's good to kind of educate yourself, um, because I think, like, I've told a lot of other people that. People, everyone is suffering or have suffered in some way, but has probably never been triggered. Um, So, Surviving to Survive, I think, is going to be one of those impactful magazine uh, covers and issues for September. But we're going to do our podcast off of the three series, off of Surviving to Survive. So, um, let's dive into our first question, Ashley. Why do you feel that individuals that suffer from mental, from mental illness stay so quiet?
1: Because of the stigma that's still there. Mm-hmm. I think as a whole, our country has gotten better with talking about it. Mm-hmm. But the stigma of having it, it's still there because you, you can admit that you have certain mental d- disorders mm-hmm. and you're automatically crazy to people that either don't have one or have one themselves and are not getting treatment or may not realize it so people don't want to admit that they've got any mental health issues because they don't want to be labeled as crazy they don't want to be seen as unstable or unreliable Mm. so you stay quiet and that's probably the worst thing you can do not only for yourself but for our society is staying quiet it's a disease in itself
0: yeah um, and like you said, staying quiet is the worst, especially when you have a family, and have children, and that's even more of a reason why a lot of people don't, um, discuss that they have mental health issues for the fear that, like you said, people will use that label crazy and you fearing that your kids are going to get taken away because you're just mm-hmm. chemically unbalanced. Um, so... That's that's a it's a hard thing to deal with. And it's like, well, how do you not wanna share, you know, after seeing so many people just, you know, committing suicides or just having those those thoughts and writing them on the internet? It just puts me back, me personally, back in the dark place because I'm like, Well, I'm trying to get out of my hole. I go into another hole when I just click on something on the news. So how do you handle dealing with yours
1: um so i have i have a few mm-hmm. mental health issues and i'll state what they are i have no problem um i have chronic depression mm-hmm. chronic anxiety mm-hmm. chronic insomnia chronic ptsd and i have ocd where's my i I'm, <laughs> I'm on quite a few medications just for that. The only one I'm not on is for my OCD because it's mild enough Mm -hmm. and it tends to only manifest when my PTSD is triggered Mm -hmm. and it manifests in the form of like cleaning and organizing. So my husband loves it. He hates when I'm in that space, but Mm -hmm. the whole house is completely spotless and organized by the time I'm done. I, I, you know, so uh, do you go through that phase
0: too? And thank you again for explaining to us what you're, what you're suffering from. And I, I definitely can, you know, agree with you because I, I, you know, you and I had that conversation. I'm like
1: your twin. Yeah, you know? I know it's scary. <laughs> so,
0: so you know, it's it's good to have someone that you can talk to and confide in. And be like, okay, look, I feel comfortable talking to you because you understand. Um, what I'm going through and I know sometimes I know when minds tend to flare up I do a lot of rearranging
1: yes <laughs> it's all about control it's, you feel out of control mm-hmm. for whatever reason and the only way that you can regain that is by doing like little ritualistic things mm. which is what I do like I, I do have some Little quirky OCD rituals. <laughs> like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to, like I have a skincare routine that has to be done step by step, and it has to be done in that order. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's, I mean, it, it sounds so stupid. No, no. But it's, it's something little I can control.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, like I have when I do my my medications, um, just for everything that I have, they're all color coordinated. <laughs> Oh, look, <laughs> look, look, I
0: understand, like, you know, I've dealt with that with just soda cans, like my brother removed the soda can, I had them perfectly placed, and, oh, picked them up and I just went bonkers.
1: I would, I would go nuts, I'd be like, you can't just get away from it, get away from it, leave. like, I won't, I won't let my husband do laundry, he can right. wash it, he can dry it, but he's not allowed to fold it, because it's not done the the correct I'm I'm using air quotations here the correct way. Little things like that I mean they're harmless enough but they're annoying. I mean I know you know that that it's just when you get to your little rituals it's it's irritating because you wish you didn't have to do it but at the same time you get it soothes you. Yeah Yeah. it's very soothing like once I'm, I'm done I feel better but aside from the medication the biggest thing that has honestly saved me is kickboxing
0: Mm. i started
1: doing that a few months ago um i i randomly saw an ad on instagram and it was like there was a six-week challenge and it was at a studio like 20 minutes from my house and i was like i could try this Mm -hmm. and at first it was like okay, uh, it's tough, but I can do it. And then I realized that getting my aggression out in form of kicking and punching a bag yeah. was legal. So I didn't have to worry about, <laughs> you know, y- they frown upon you hitting people. So right. I hit the bag. <laughs> That's why um, I'm chuckling. Cause she was like, it really just, I know it's, I mean, it's a, you just imagine whoever you don't like or whoever's stressing you out, and then you just beat the crap out of the bag, and yeah, you feel so much better. Like not only are you are you getting a good workout, but you you really do kind of leave the rest of the world behind. Yeah, there's the motto is gloves on, world off, and that's kind of what happens is once you're you know you do your conditioning and your warm-ups and once it's time to go to the backgrounds you slip your gloves on and nothing else matters you don't think about anything Mm. and if you're thinking about something you're getting that aggression out and that has replaced me going to weekly therapy i still see i still see my psychiatrist or my psychologist once a month yes but i don't have to go to weekly therapy anymore because this is my therapy like I walk if I'm in a bad mood. I'd walk out and I'm perfectly fine.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I love that you you say that because I was, you know, when you and I was talking, I was explaining that I this is therapy to me to talk to other people. Um, I've never been the person is like, hey, let you know. Everyone's like, go to therapy and talk. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. I, know. I don't need to talk about it, and so. Yeah. I've incorporated not so much yoga, but my own little thing. But it helps me just start my day and not have me. Um, you know, of course, you're going to be triggered because that's just we're in a world. But, you know, I can put myself on my own little bubble for 15, 20 minutes and just do some stretching. And I'm learning how to meditate. And goodness gracious, Ashley, it's like me talking to myself in the head and I won't I'm like shut up April like I'm trying to concentrate and it's so sad that you
1: gotta talk to yourself. I tried that I tried meditation and I tried yoga but my brain is always like (laughs) (laughs) never shut up so I can't meditate because my brain's like going to seven different subjects all at once and i like use it i'm telling myself to shut up my brain's like go sit down let us finish (laughs) talking like you need to take a seat right now we're having a conversation in your (laughs) mind and that's what happens before i go to sleep i have to take medication to go to sleep because Mm -hmm. when i lay my head down it's like it's still i could be my brain does not shut up it's it talks more than I do, which is saying something. <laughs> it says a lot if my brain doesn't shut up more than I don't shut up. I do. Oh my gosh,
0: up. I'm a talkative person too. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. And then it's like, within that time, you know, it's like I didn't told you everything about my life in like ten I'm minutes. The
1: same <laughs> way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the same way. I'm
1: like, oh my gosh, God damn it! Now you
0: know I got OCD.
1: But ah, it's therapeutic you know to talk about it. That's why I'm. I'm really open about it on my on my social media page yeah. because it's therapy and then once people see that I'm comfortable talking about it then they feel comfortable talking about it
0: yeah, yeah. and
1: it's that I want people to be okay I want I want to have that safe space where people can talk about it and I'm thankful enough that I've created that. Yeah. that people are okay saying like i had a really bad day today like my ptsd was flaring or my anxiety's super high mm-hmm. and i make myself available to you know the people that follow me and people that i'm friends with i i always say if anybody needs to talk i've got my phone on me 24/7 you know, as a mom, you got to have your phone on you because God yeah. forbid something happens. Oh my God. I, I make myself available because people need to talk about it and they need to have somebody that not only understands but is willing to sit and listen and, if asked, give advice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I had a conversation on a recent podcast you guys can check out. And um, I'm dealing with grief and having a listening ear. Um, and I think a lot of times people fail to understand or they don't understand that if a person that's suffering from mental health is calling you, they're not calling to complain. They're calling because they just need an a, a active listener, not someone that's just going to be like, okay, yeah, 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 and then, you know, you go about your day type of thing. And it's like, no, people that deal with mental issues... This stuff stays for hours it takes oh, yeah. time it, it doesn't it's not like okay i can take this drug and it just takes me off and no hey okay. you know it takes nope. hours you know to just get yourself out of that bubbles okay so let's go to number two when did you realize that you were suffering
1: oh gosh um from a very young age when i was i started therapy really early um of course this was back in the 90s they thought that i had um oppositional defiant disorder because i just didn't like authority Mm. they they put me in therapy when i was like four or five and i really did not like therapist he was the quintessential like white dude Mm -hmm. loafers Mm -hmm. sweater vest Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I can't even think of the name of ugly socks. I mean, he was just the epitome, and he would just sit there. Uh huh. Mm
0: hmm. So he was giving uh-huh. you.
1: <laughs> he was. I hated it, so I refused to talk to him. Yeah. And then after that, it was I had so many misdiagnoses. I mean, you can't diagnose somebody with certain disorders until they're a certain age, and. Yeah. Back then, it was just kind of like they were throwing everything at my parents, trying to find something to stick. Yeah, and I didn't have, I didn't realize that I had something until I was a teenager when I would have panic attacks, and I didn't oh. know what they were. They're the worst, but I oh couldn't identify. I didn't know what they were. It's like all of a sudden I would feel like I'm like I'm gonna die. It was yes. the worst feeling in the world. It, but oh was, my god. Oh it's like your stomach hurts like you you get all tingly your brain gets foggy and your heart's like big. about to pound out of your chest it's oh my awful. god oh uh. but, but i didn't know what it was like i just thought that i was i don't know there was medically something wrong i didn't i didn't realize it was anxiety yeah <clears throat> and it wasn't until i was in my early 20s that I had a doctor be like, you're suffering from anxiety, here's some medication. Mm. And the depression was with it, they kind of lumped it in with the anxiety and just gave me like a, a one-over medicine that would take care of everything. Yeah. But I wasn't diagnosed um, with PTSD until 2017. Oh, that's recent. I, I was, that was when I was formally diagnosed. Oh, um, gosh. I wasn't diagnosed with chronic PTSD until about two years ago. I didn't even know that there was a difference or that it wow. existed. Wow. Um, and I actually did a live with a friend of mine. And I explained the difference between PTSD and chronic PTSD. Yeah, I mean, can
0: you tell us now?
1: Yeah. <laughs> so PTSD obviously is post-traumatic, and it can be one event, several events, Mm -hmm. but with chronic PTSD is you're constantly getting re-traumatized. So it's not like if a person got into a really bad car accident and got PTSD from it, they've Mm -hmm. got PTSD. Mm -hmm. Now, if they kept getting into car accidents continually, Mm -hmm. that would be chronic because you're constantly getting re-traumatized and re-traumatized and re-traumatized. So, mine is chronic because I'm constantly like it, it's constant trauma basically, yeah, and it's never ending.
0: So, do you have like those triggers that to make this around you all the time that feel like absolutely hey,
1: okay, yeah, absolutely? Well, I'm, yeah. It could be a picture, it could be a song, it could be. Ooh being something on social media it could be the way my husband says something like it it could be almost anything and it's instant trigger yeah Yeah. and you know when you get triggered how hard it is to like snap out of it it's really
0: off at everybody
1: (laughs) that's so bad
0: you you know and, and and I'm glad you said that about the music because as a veteran right I um Uh, I went into the military when I was 22 and, you know, this was before the Iraq war and I I don't know why, this was right at the September 11th. please don't ask me why I went right at the September 11th. Everybody's like, oh, you want to go help fight? I was like, that's not, I don't, my goal, my whole reason why I joined was because I felt like, you know, there was nothing to do around here. I mean, I had a job, but I was just like, I don't know what it was I was trying to run away from, but I just, I just needed to go. And from around here, it was easy. Um, but during the whole training and in and, and, um, the basic training and the AIT training, that's advanced, your um, advanced learning, where you find, where you go and get your your job training, on a job training, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always stay here and I'll be listening to these songs because I always say I was in Missouri. So you listen to different stuff in Missouri, but then from Missouri, you go to Texas. And when you're in the military, you make your own family. And so you don't have a choice. <laughs> you can't pick them like you can pick the ones here. Um, oh, boy. So, you know, you find those friends you're away from home. You're 20 some years old. Um, and... You know, I did law enforcement, so just some, so just add that to the stressor, right? So you at night and dealing with you know pulling people over, different people. Um, but it's like certain songs that I hear now, I can pinpoint exactly where I was and what I was doing and. I was sitting here this night in you know in a corner and I had my lights off so I could pull people over. I mean, I mean I I can but in a sense it's a trigger, but it's still therapeutic to me. And I don't know why. I I don't know why. I feel like I can cry it out. It's like I can hear three
1: doors down. I am like, that was my song. Oh my god. Who who didn't love three doors down in the <laughs> early two thousands? I mean, come on. Oh Kids these days will never understand. They don't. Oh, they'll never get it. Oh my gosh! And Nickelback, like I was just like, oh my gosh! I still have them on my, my phone.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I'm but not so, ashamed. No, no, <laughs> please don't, because I play it all day. I'll turn it up. I would play between that and Kid Cudi all day. And it's like, why? You know, my son asked me other day. He was like, why are you listening to this music? I was like, the helps me write. Like, you know, it's like it's not like it I can. need. there's there's
1: certain music that just like there's certain artists there's certain genres that they just they're so therapeutic and it could be the weirdest thing like for me eminem don't ask Mm -hmm, that's mm -hmm. that's like that's my hype music right there i could be in the crappiest mood and i listen to his music and as angry as it sounds it puts me in a better mood Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I feel you like know. okay I'm not the only one that's really irritated at life right now and then you listen to it and of course you're rapping along because I'm that kind of like girl. Well.
0: Right. <laughs> that's <laughs> almost <laughs> like you're losing, losing yourself losing you know that's the yeah.
1: I'm sure it is but it, it's therapeutic and then there's yeah. other songs that like instantly make you cry and you're like oh my god I remember when I was in this really shitty place and <laughs> this song was all I listened to and, yeah yeah Mm. at
0: least I know that that I'm not the
1: only one no girl you are absolutely not no
0: (laughs) I'll
1: be like which song I bet you I know the lyrics to it my
0: Figure out how to do this mic check on two things. All right, there you go. So let's go to number three. <clears throat> so, what are some examples of how a typical day starts versus a day of having a air quote, one of those days? Days.
1: It usually starts with sleep, mm-hmm. to be honest. I I still have night terrors and nightmares and it's not very often that I get them. Mm -hmm. But even if I have a dream that has somebody in there, that's a trigger for me, it couldn't be, it it doesn't have to be a nightmare. It all starts with my dreams. Like I remember them when I wake up and if it was a really traumatizing dream, my whole day is done. Mm. But if I get a good night's sleep, which is rare. Mm-hmm. I'm like okay I know there's gonna be some triggers but I'm good like I can handle it I'm all right yeah so as weird as it sounds it always starts with sleep with me wow so you know
0: I, I can't I don't know what it is for my life of me I, I will wake up and never remember a dream but it's always that one dream like I, like one time I had the paralysis in the dream and I oh, no. When you feel like it's like I want to wake up and I want to wake up, and you feel like it's like you're not getting up, and that's the worst I have ever had a dream like that. So for you to be triggered while you're in your sleep and then you wake up and then it just puts your day already at like what the hell? I I ain't even mean, you know, I'm gonna go to sleep and then I wake I'm, up and I'm already in a shitty mood. You know,
1: it's, it's tough, and I do my best when I have those days to not let it affect me like I, I don't take it out on my daughter I don't take it out on my husband mm-hmm. I usually I, I'm very good at self sabotage and I'm very mm-hmm. good at being self destructive Yeah. so I usually whatever happened in the dream that put me in a bad mood I will instantly somehow blame myself for it and that's, that's mm-hmm. part of my trauma is yeah. I constantly blame myself for things that I have no control over and yeah. And and that's what I'll do. So it'll just, it won't be a day of me being like nasty to anybody. It'll be like a self-loathing day. And it's just, it's an awful feeling, but I just, it's one one of those days I cannot shake it. And I just have to explain to my husband, like, look, I'm having a day. I've been triggered. Like, I need you to be extra gentle with me. And I just, you know push it down so that my daughter doesn't see I'm upset. And she usually doesn't ever recognize when I'm triggered. Thank- thankfully, I can hide it from her. Yeah. And when she get older, I don't think I'm going to be
0: able to. I was about to say, well, you may be hiding it, but these kids nowadays, you can't hide anything. It's like they feel the emotion already that something is off, you know? Mm-hmm. So even though you may seem like you're hiding it from her, we aren't like, you know, like I was telling you, I have three. So, so God was, God, yeah, I'm too quiet. My son told me the other day, When you're too quiet, I gotta be like, Mom, you good? I'm like, I'm just sitting here, typing."
1: Uh-huh.
0: No, you're, <laughs> you're too quiet. But I um, I, I understand, though. Like, I, I don't know how mine is, though. I think sometimes I can get triggered in the evening and then already know tomorrow I don't want to go to work.
1: Yeah, I've had those days. <laughs> I've had those days.
0: Yeah, like oh, already know I'm not going to be checking in tomorrow because.
1: See, <laughs> that's the good thing about working from home. Is <laughs> if, if I have a bad day and I don't want to work, I don't have to do anything because I'm here. Right, I'm just like, myself. So it's like, oh,
0: that's even better.
1: That's even. I'm Yeah, no, I still give. I
0: still, have, I still work with Uncle Sam, so I have to. <laughs> Mine's <laughs> a little different. I got to do a little bit more you know, communication with uh, the higher ups. But I I, I do, you know, feel like that sometimes in the evening, like, uh, I already know what type of day is going to be tomorrow. I just, I just needed to take a day and just lay down and, and I don't want to say use the word lazy because people that have muscle illness aren't lazy. Like too much, if anything. Um, And so, I don't, I, I, yeah, that's, that's the only way I know if when I get up, I'm like, okay, if I feel like it's like, I did something wrong, then something else is going on. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, this is not going to be it. today. <laughs> that's
1: you right. Know. When I have, when I have those days, I have, I have certain places I call my happy places. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. try to, I try to go to my happy place. And one of my happy places is the kickboxing studio. And I go six days a week wow so if i have a crappy day i know that i'm gonna be in my happy place at some point in the evening and i'm like itching for it like give me my happy place (laughs) or like the tattoo parlor is another happy place so i don't know what it is i i have a bunch of tattoos but i there's something about the atmosphere and the smell and the (sighs) environment that just it's so i feel like i'm home like it's a very warm yeah. comfortable feeling because i've spent so much time in a tattoo chair that it's just it's it's a happy place for me yeah. so sometimes i get really like mopey and i'm like i gotta go get a tattoo like oh i need God. i need to feel that pain but i need to be in that environment i need to smell it and see the art- artwork everywhere and i just need it's, it's i don't it's like know it is it's a good it's a good pain and I always feel really a lot better after I've gotten like a tattoo done
0: yeah yeah some people do the opposite they go shopping so I used to be really bad with that and go shopping and then come home and be like why the hell about this
1: yeah I do that sometimes I have one of my best friends got me obsessed with Poshmark and I uh-huh. love her, but I hate her for it.
0: Yes. So, yes. I'm taking crazy. a picture. I used, to be on, I used to do it
1: and be selling crazy. everything under the damn sun. Oh, see, I buy. I don't sell shit. I buy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all oh, these Fendi glasses are brand new, and they're like. yeah a third of the price. i need yeah. one of those oh this is a ysl bag that's on sale and it's brand new i need yeah. that like oh my gosh you know what we're going to talk
0: online cuz i'm going to tell you where else you can go oh <laughs> I, <laughs> let me add I have a whole
1: trouble. i have a whole closet full of like high end items my husband has no idea that i bought. <laughs> it's
0: so cool. But you know what? That's so funny because they say that too. That, you know, people, you know, when we have that type of issue, we tend to hide it from
1: our spouse. They don't know. Like, they'd be like, What the hell day. are you doing? It's like, What? It was on sale. Right. <laughs> it was a deal.
0: Oh my gosh. That's what I'm saying. It's like, just like the tattoos of therapy, people like, go shopping and be like, Oh my gosh, it's $15 and it used to be $85. I'm getting it. And then I get in my house and I'm like, Why the hell I about this?
1: Oh, and then you never use it. Like I, you know, I know. never
0: use it. I come back next summer and it's like oh, I had, I did
1: have this blue blouse or <laughs> whatever. I don't I, don't I buy know. things that I have not used and they just sit there, but I'm like in my head I'm like, Okay, well I have them if I want them and yes. then I just collect dust and I'm like, Okay, well maybe I yes. should use them. But you're like, oh, but they're so pretty. You don't want to mess them up, so I don't use them. So they just see? sit there.
0: See, that's that's what. Sort of, oh my goodness. Okay, so let's let's see what we have for number four. <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think is more supporter, family, friends, both, or strangers?
1: For me, it's my friends. Mm. Um. Having my online persona has has done a lot of damage to me, but it's also really helped. And I've met a lot of really, really good people that I've become extremely close to. Mm-hmm. And like, they love me for me. If I'm having a shitty day, they don't care. If I'm being like snippy that day, they don't care. Mm-hmm. They just, they love me for me and they're always there. And I know if I call any of them, they're gonna pick up the phone and they're gonna be like what's going on talk to me mm-hmm. my family certain members of my family understand but the immediate family not so much so i don't talk about it with them mm-hmm. my um especially my mom is probably the worst she's she doesn't know how to validate people's feelings mm. and she doesn't know how to accept responsibility for certain things. Yeah. So whereas most people be like, well, my mom's my best friend. I can tell her anything. I, mm. I'm i the opposite. Like I can't tell my mom this cause she's going to jump down my throat for it.
0: Yeah. So
1: I have what I call my chosen family. Yeah. So I have my friends that have turned into, you know, my sisters and my, my aunt and, you Know my adoptive mothers and all these other names, and yeah, I've met them all through my page, yeah. And uh, you know, it's amazing the people that you can meet, and I'm so incredibly grateful for them.
0: Yeah, I love, that. So I love that. I think in this world, um, now in this time, that world, but yeah, world in time, whatever. Oh, um, <laughs> but I think strangers for me is like the best, um. Just like how you and I met, right? So it was like, okay, we connected offline and their fiance, and you know, just even on Twitter, it's like, I got my little Twitter family, you know. So it's like sometimes you could just vent and other people can understand where you're coming from, versus sometimes Absolutely. when you're trying to tell your family, and your family is here and they know you, and they're like, I still don't understand why, but okay, and it's like that's not what i wanted to hear you know at the end of the day i wanted to actually have you sit here and just listen and understand so i think that's why i enjoy blogging um you know i used to blog a lot um not too much about celebrities. i've never been a celebrity blogger
1: but in there.
0: you know i'll blog about celebrities but if i see something funny i blog about that but then on twitter is a whole different story um because those tweets are just hilarious. So I, for me, I would say, I would say. <laughs> but you say, know, you, but you, you know, sometimes you just, you, I didn't understand Twitter at first, but then now that I do, it's like out of control. As soon as the show comes on, I'm like, okay, hey kids, y'all know it's nine o'clock. I'm recording life with the lockup. You know, it's, hey, 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 look. If you, if I'm recording here, you know, so it's like, you know, so like, <laughs> therapeutic for me is like the, the blogging and and I love to write. So like when you were saying journaling too, so um, I. that definitely helps, um, helps out. I don't know how, but it's not like I'm writing on my thoughts, you know, when I'm journaling, I'm just writing. To
1: be writing, writing is extremely therapeutic. I had a blog for about three years where I was chronicling my, um, my medical issues um, mainly my autoimmune disease mm-hmm. and i was very raw very open very vulnerable but it felt good to get it out and i didn't hold back yeah. like i said things that my parents weren't happy with i said things that my husband wasn't particularly happy with but it was something that i needed to get out and I didn't feel like I was doing anything wrong because I, the whole goal was if one person feels heard, mm-hmm. then I've done my job. Oh my god!
0: I love that. I, love, I, love that. I, you know, I was in the middle of an email and I actually put something in, something similar, kind of. Uh, let's see. Well, anyway. It was something to the same effect that hey, look, you know, one voice, you know, it's and then it's in my um, magazine too. Y'all can go pick it up. But you know, it's if all it takes is one person to just listen, then more people will be heard. Yeah. And that's exactly what I was. You know, I think that's the whole thing with mental health. I think if people just actually listen, you know, and stop feeling like it's one color, one race. You know one gender you know one age no no and no
1: <laughs> it does not discriminate certain <laughs> disorders might discriminate but in general does not discriminate
0: not at all not no. thank you so much you've just you just validated my point because i tell people that i've been telling people that all the time okay so let's go to number five have you become more of an introvert because of your mental illness
1: no Ooh. completely I've always been extroverted okay. always and having my social media my little persona has even made me more extroverted mm-hmm. because not only do I make you know I make memes and I post like funny inappropriate things Yes, but I also <laughs> god knows I post inappropriate things we all know that <laughs> they're hilarious so I'm so not sorry for that yes yeah I need to go follow her too but I make myself be very open and vulnerable when it comes to my mental health when it comes to my physical health because there's always at least one person that was like I was having a really bad day and I needed this even if it's just reposting like a meme somebody else made that's geared toward mental illness or geared toward chronic illness there's always that one person that was like i'm having a really bad day and i needed this yeah like, and that's it that makes my day If one yeah. person was like i needed this i needed to laugh i needed this validation i needed that
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's worth it yeah like, yeah.
0: yeah you served your <laughs> purpose with you know with, with your block. so it that helps you know it i every word every I think if social media is in the right way, it won't it won't feel so it won't feel so toxic.
1: And it can be incredibly toxic and I know yeah. that very firsthand very well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's it's so unfortunate because it's like, mm-hmm. look, I'm here to entertain. I'm not here to be personal. No. Nope. You know, if I'm trying to be personal with you, I'll DM you. If I feel like being bothered, I'll respond. If not, I'll delete it. Um <laughs> Well, most of the people are spam, you know, so, but, you know, I feel like if you just, not you per se, but I feel like if people just use it for what it is and not so much take advantage of being the bullying and things of that nature, I think it will be a more useful tool, you know, uh, it's, it's use it yeah. the right way. It's like, if I give you a car, just drive the damn car, okay? I don't need All you right. to the damn car. Just drive the damn car, bring it back, and that's it, you know? So just use the tool the right way. So I'm glad that you're using the tool the way that you feel that you should use it, and that's how you are helping other people that are dealing with the same issues or, or something like yours. So kudos to you. Thank like, you. you know, that's it's appreciative. And again, y'all go follow her all right all right so we want our last question for the first series is what are the steps and i know you're doing kickboxing but what Mm -hmm. steps are you taking to make sure that you're okay
1: um my medication for sure i make sure it does help to a certain degree so i make sure i always take my meds Mm -hmm. i have my regular therapy sessions with my psychologist i have my regular um Appointments with my psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. I make sure all my medical stuff as far as that goes is in check Mm -hmm. and I'd have to kind of explain the backstory for this one. Mm -hmm. So, well, you know, um, the last three years I've been going through being harassed and stalked Mm -hmm. by a couple of people and it's really messed up my mental health, especially when it first started. Um, because it was just people saying things that were just horrific. yeah I mean, making fun of my childhood abuse, making fun of my mental health, making fun of my physical health. Mm-hmm. And my first instinct is let me go defend myself. Mm-hmm. And I found myself constantly just arguing with people, trying to be heard, and it took me a really long time to just feel like you don't, they don't need to hear you. hmm mm-hmm. So I had to force myself to not look at what's being said. I have to force myself to to not think about it. Yeah. Because it really, it, it puts me in a really dark place sometimes. hmm And... I have to dig myself out because I have to remember that I know who I am, mm-hmm. and the people that love and know me know who I am, mm-hmm. and they support me and love me, and I support me and love me. So I have to disassociate from certain things yeah. in order to keep me going.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's why okay. I was saying. You know, if okay. if people utilize the tool for what it's worth, it can be a great thing. You know,
1: no one wants to be it, bullying doesn't stop at any age people. Okay? No, no, not at all. <laughs> it sure does not be no, no age.
0: It's just no. like with, you know, mental illness. There's no
1: age. <laughs> there's no age. There's no gender. There's no yeah. race. It is any and everybody can turn into horrible people. Yeah. And yeah. the internet gives you, I think COVID mm-hmm. I don't know. COVID made people nuts. Like yeah. Everybody just went wild after when COVID happened. It was just like, what the hell happened to y'all? Like, what, what? Mm-hmm. do you guys have like residual side effects that make you just be nasty to people I
0: yeah i think that's probably what it is it's called covid side effects
1: i mean covid <laughs> is part of the reason why i started my account because i was like i can't work anymore because i'm immunocompromised yeah so i had all this time on my hand i'm like well let's go be stupid and make people laugh yeah
0: and again kudos to you for doing that you know I had to learn that too myself. Um, when I first started doing blogging on Twitter and people would come and I used to be like trying to defend it every time, you know, I say something and then I got to the point that I was like, (laughs) you're looking for a response and you're not getting one.
1: (laughs) That's that's (laughs) the place I'm at right now is you can do whatever you want to try to get my attention. You can be as nasty, as vile, as stupid as you want. Mm-hmm. It's not my problem. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Is there, is it's theirs. It's their problem.
1: Right. It's not, it's projecting. It's mm-hmm. and I honestly feel bad for the people that are they're doing what they're doing to me because you can tell that they do struggle with mental health. Mm-hmm. And they struggle with accepting who they are
0: yeah Yeah. some people just
1: want to be happy no and they just they're not happy and they don't want other people to be happy whereas i'm almost always happy Mm -hmm. and i like i just want people to laugh i want people to feel comfortable i want people to feel like it's okay to to talk yeah i mean i have i tell everybody if you guys want to talk my dms are always open i have so many messages from people that i've never talked to before that are just like you know i hear their life story yeah and like, that's okay that's what you needed you needed somebody to listen and i i'm here i'm listening i hear you i said no judgment. No, absolutely not mm-hmm. absolutely not you don't i you can't judge anybody mm-hmm. you have no idea what their situation is none whatsoever
0: yeah everybody's background is different and you know i'm glad that we actually had this conversation this, this is therapeutic, honestly, people. So, if you're definitely interested in coming on to Mental Intimacy Magazine podcast, you can see the ticker at the bottom and how you can get in contact. Ashley's going to come back again and again because we're going to have a three-part series of this podcast of surviving to survive. Um, you know, did you want to put out any information, Ash, so they can go and follow you?
1: um yeah if you guys want to give me a follow on instagram it's mommy says bad words Two, as in t-o-o and then through there you can see all my other social media links you don't have to follow me but if you want to that's cool i'm okay with that hey look i'm not here i tell people all the time i'm not here for the likes as long as you're so Mm-mm. I don't even, I don't pay attention to follower account. like, yeah, no. I, I don't care if, if you want to follow me and laugh or if you need somebody to talk to, then shoot me a DM. I'm always around. Hey, i person. I don't bite unless asked. No, no. no. <laughs> to be serious,
0: she didn't, she didn't respond to you. She responded to me. See? It's not Sign in her DMs as long as you're
1: coming correct, right? Here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, if you're coming in to be dramatic, you're gonna get denied. Bing. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> Don't have time. No. Mm-mm.
0: Oh my gosh. All right. So we're gonna wrap this up. This was great, Ash.
1: like too. I'm glad. I'm I'm happy to be coming back.
0: Yeah, we're gonna have to go into more of a deeper dive before the I deep dive in the third part. But this is just the beginning of a beautiful series of Surviving to Survive. So make sure you guys subscribe. This is going to be available on YouTube, on Spotify, and on Audible. So thank you, Ash, for joining us today.
1: Thank you for having me, April.
0: All right. So we'll talk to you soon.
1: All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye.